you know what I used to struggle with? Eating a diet that's nutrient-dense enough for me to get all of my dietary needs met through what I eat alone. I am no longer a passenger on that struggle bus because one tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in my diet, increase my energy and focus, aid with digestion, and supports a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products or pills, because baby, I can't do it. And it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it just fits. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during these times, and they're offering my audience a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit my link today. So you'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again. <laughs> to redeem your offer, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. Again, to redeem your offer of one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. Too often, Black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness, but not in this space. On this podcast, the dialogue is always centered around women like you. Welcome to the podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the tribe. Be well, sis. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Be Well, Sis podcast. I am your host, Cassandra Dunbar. How has life been treating you? But more importantly, how have you been treating yourself? Me, I've been well and genuinely hope that you have been too. I'm really excited about um, today's topic and really am pumped up to dive into it. But, bef- but before we do, just a general reminder to rate and review this podcast on whatever app you listen on it really does go a long way and I'm incredibly grateful for every single rating and review that we have gotten so far so please let's just keep the momentum going I'm really trying to get to 500 by the end of this year and I can only do that with your help Um, another reminder is that for this month so for the month of February in honor of Black History Month it is absolutely free to join the inner circle which is our virtual membership and pretty much an extension of this podcast in real time. So this is an exclusive community for the Be Well Sis members to connect, share, and support each other on our journeys. And again, for this month only, the Inner Circle is free to join. However, starting in March, it will transition to a paid model. So get in now. All the people that join later on will have to pay a small fee just to keep the just to keep things going and to maintain the space. So now is the perfect time to join and experience all that Inner Circle has to offer. And I've been so busy prepping our workshops for the coming months. And I'm so soothed by the speakers and the topics lined up. So again, in spirit of Black History Month, I did not feel right charging my people. So please don't miss your chance to join for free. The link is below for you to click and join. And in the spirit of this month's theme, which is to honor them, we honor ourselves. Today, we are talking about the importance of sexual wellness and pleasure. Now, I know this might be a taboo topic for some, but it's so important to talk about because sexual wellness and pleasure play a significant role in our overall overall health and well-being. As Black women, we often carry the weight of our homes, communities, and the world on our shoulders. We're navigating careers, relationships, and family responsibilities, all while trying to maintain our mental and physical health. It can be challenging, and sometimes we forget to prioritize our own needs. 
And that's where sexual wellness comes in. Taking care of our sexual health can be a powerful act of self-love and self-care. It can help us to feel more confident, reduce stress, and improve our overall mood. When we prioritize our sexual wellness, we're also honoring our bodies. We're recognizing that our bodies are beautiful, powerful, and deserving of pleasure. And that's something we should never feel ashamed of or take for granted. But what does sexual wellness actually mean? Well, it encompasses a wide range of things from practicing safe sex and getting regular STI screenings to exploring our bodies through masturbation and experimenting with different types of sexual pleasure. It's also important to note that sexual wellness looks different for everyone. Some people might find pleasure in exploring their bodies alone, while others might prefer to share their pleasure with a partner or partners. Hey, whatever floats your boat. But whatever your preference is, the most important thing is to prioritize your own pleasure and well-being. And when we think about um, Black History Month and what that means, I, I often think about how the people who came before, especially the women, did not have agency over their own bodies. So not only were we sold and treated as property, as essentially like livestock, we also were bred in the horrific things that happened to our bodies that we really had no agency over our own bodies. So it is so important that we honor the fact that we have the right to our own pleasure and that we have the right to really have ownership of our bodies in every which way. And you know, as women, we've been given strong messages that our bodies aren't for our own pleasure, whether that's from the church or family or the media. But as we have our own agency, it's so necessary that we unpack and unlearn those myths truths. Pleasure is not a luxury afforded only to some. It's a necessity. Taking care of our own sexual wellness is a vital part of our holistic wellness and can, have a, and can have a positive impact on every aspect of our lives. So take some time to explore what feels good to you, whether that's through self-exploration, trying new things with a partner, or seeking the support of a sex therapist or other healthcare provider. Which brings us to today's guest. So today's guest is Jamila Dawson. She is a sex therapist and speaker. She supports Black people and other people of color to manage trauma and thrive despite racial battle fatigue. Jamila has been a sex educator since 2005 and has practiced psychotherapy since 2015. She is the founder and owner of the psychotherapy practice Fire and Flow Therapy, and she presents clinical trainings grounded in social justice to mental health organizations and teaches classes on kink and BDSM, ethical non-monogamy, navigating trauma, and ways to discover wellness through pleasure. Her life's work is to break down sexual stigma and to help people design relationships that center pleasure, creativity, and liberation. She's the co-author of With Pleasure, Managing Triggers for More Vibrant Sex, Pleasure, and Relationships, and the co-author of the upcoming book, Essential Clinical Care for Sex Workers, a sex-positive handbook for mental health practitioners. So with that, let's go ahead and hop into today's conversation. Thank you so much for joining. I'm so, so glad you're here. Be well, sis. Be well, sis is very much an advocate for therapy, and I believe that you don't have to be in crisis in order to seek help and get support. Life is complicated. We all wear many hats, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. Starting therapy years ago has been pivotal in helping me be a better mother, daughter, and partner. It's truly been a game changer in how I view myself and the world around me. 
So Be Well Sis is proud to be sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy platform whose mission is to make professional therapy accessible, affordable, and convenient. So anyone who struggles with life's challenges can get help anywhere and anytime. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash BeWellSis. That's BetterHelp.com slash BeWellSis. All right, so I have Jamila Dawson on with us. She is a licensed therapist and the author of uh, With Pleasure, Managing Trauma Triggers for More Vibrant Sex and Relationships. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. So glad to be here. I'm happy you're here. I have so many questions. <laughs> Phenomenal. I love questions. I love discussion. Let's do it. Um, I actually want to first... Let's go back. How did you end up in this specific field of work? Talking mm. about sex and, and trauma and all that. Good right, stuff. right. Um, so I, my um, family of origin, I would say we're pretty conservative. Um, you know, I was supposed to wear slips as a young woman and, um, you know, sex was certainly not talked about. Mm-hmm. And both my parents were in the medical field. And so while sex wasn't talked about, bodies were. Like all the um, things that, you know, illnesses and, you know, that, um, you know, we would have dinner table conversations that were kind of disgusting, frankly, but <laughs> like who wants to talk about like lungs and stuff at over right. dinner? But what it taught me was that like bodies is something that can be talked about. Um, but again, sex, not so much. Right. And, um, but I was really curious about sex and, uh, I had kind of a more typical career, like I went to college, I was going to be a film producer, and I was kind of in that world doing development. And then um, that company was going to go under and I saw an ad on Craigslist for um, a clerk needed for a women owned and operated adult store. And I thought, I want to go for it. And not knowing really anything. But I got the job and it was the coolest thing because it wasn't what I call kind of the sticky floor stores. You probably know what I mean by that. Yes. Um, It was all about like education and making like a a wonderful environment for people. And so I fell in love with, oh my gosh, I can talk about sex. I can learn about sex. I can understand myself in this new way. Um, As a black girl growing up in the Valley, San Fernando Valley, there was not space for me as a sexual being. Um, as dating material. And so um, working in the sex store became this like road to revelation. Love that. That's so interesting. Um, A woman owned women centric sex store. Mm -hmm. I have not seen that and you mentioned it and now I need that in my life. Yes. Um, There's so (laughs) many now. There's so many Um, from um, Good Vibes, so which I put in the the show notes. Mm -hmm. Um, Great store. They have online classes. Um, There's uh, the Pleasure Chest. There's Come As You Are. There's women owned or at least like body positive, sex positive stores all over the place. They're like, we want you to learn, like come through everybody. Yes, yes. I'm definitely going to put that in the show notes. So you mentioned that um, you come from a conservative home, super Mm -hmm. relatable. 
Um, you mentioned the slips because that's funny because I think a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, there was this like thread about, is it just me or like, we're not wearing slips anymore. And we grew up wearing slips. And I was uh-huh. like, I thought that was a Caribbean thing. Cause I'm just like, but apparently it's not like we all yeah. wearing slips. <laughs> yeah, right. Like in the South, like my dad's from the South, my mom's from the Midwest. And it was mm-hmm. very much like slips. Like my mother still hates if I wear stuff with my bra strap showing, like Same. it's, it's very much this like, like I've had to kind of reconcile myself to it, but I, what I think it is, is parents not, not knowing they can be sex positive and also talk to their children about like protecting their bodies and that their bodies are worthwhile and worth protecting. And instead a lot of adults, a lot of black adults, like we just have to control how you dress and what you say and what you don't say keep your legs crossed like all this kind of thing without saying like like we're trying to protect you from generational harm right right so what does it mean to be sex positive that's become i hate to say buzzword Mm. but what does it really mean i'm so glad you asked because it's it's definitely been um misused and um it's it's a problem because I see the results in my office. Um, Sex positivity is really a paradigm about that bodies and pleasure, the variety of bodies out there is wonderful and not abnormal, that we're not trying to stay within this binary of normal versus weird um, or deviant. Um, It's a paradigm that says how your body works and the relationships that work for you is what you should go for as long as there's consent and it's ethical. Um, it makes space for people who don't want to have sex. It makes some uh, space for people who want to have a lot of sex. So it's this paradigm of our bodies and our pleasure and our relationships are fundamentally healthy as opposed to um, sex negativity, which is be ashamed. Sex is only for procreation. Um, sex is something that you kind of have to negotiate um, and by negotiate in the, in the bad way of like kind of I'll use sex to get what I want. Um, Those kinds of, instead of it being like truly enjoyable for both people. So how do we start talking about that as a parent? Um, Because my kids are small. So I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. My seven-year-old is very inquisitive. Uh Um, I'll give you a little bit of backstory. He was watching the show and I was working and I heard the TV going. Uh Um, And it was a Disney show. And they were talking about the girl got her period and she was stressed out about it. So I'm like, mm, I, I know the questions are coming. So he comes in and he's like, what's a period? So I told him what the period is. He's like, okay, so do you have a period? And I was like, I sure do. Mm-hmm. So he's like, let's tell me more about it. So I'm explaining him to him about a, a period and why uh-huh. he doesn't have one, why a girl has one. Uh-huh. So all day he was like, just pressing about this period situation. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think like your parents, um, we talk about the body. We've always talked, um, use anatomical terms for the parts. It's never any cutesy terms. I grew up with the cutesy stuff, but my mother-in-law was just like, nope, like use the proper, Mm -hmm. yes, call it what it is, because that is really important for, Mm -hmm. um, to keep them safe as well as her main thing. So she can communicate with you, um, what may have happened or whatnot. Right. Right. So, so how do we, when do we introduce sex positivity is, is the question. This year, we're taking control of our health and a simple way to do so is by taking the initiative to order your own blood work. 
Did you know that according to research published in the National Institute of Health database, that about 42% of the U.S. population is vitamin D deficient? Unfortunately, many of us aren't routinely checked for deficiencies during any of our checkups and our insurance companies make it super difficult to get assessed for certain things. That's why I'm so happy to partner with Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy and provides more autonomy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. From hormonal health panels to STI tests to micronutrient levels, vitamin D levels, cortisol tests, thyroid tests, and so much more, let's put your health back into your own hands. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging, and once your sample arrives in the lab, confidential results will be available from your secure online portal within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician, and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA-approved and CAP-accredited, which are the highest-ranking levels of accreditation. So if you want to feel more empowered in your health and wellness and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com slash bewellsys and get 25% off your test using code bewellsys. Again, visit trylgc.com slash bewellsys for 25% off of your testing. You know, what's really cool is you're already doing it by asking, uh, by letting your child know that they can ask questions about anything that having to do with the body that is sex and pleasure and body positive, by calling it the, the accurate terms, that's also sex and body positive. And what's really cool about kids is they'll ask until their questions are satisfied and then they'll move on to their other stuff. And sometimes you think parents feel like they've got to explain this whole thing and it's going to get more complicated and you know how do i talk about the social historical contextual and the kids just like i just want to know where babies come from you know right. what sperm you know like right. very simple right. and so um just answering their questions like clearly and fully and then if they've got more great and if they don't they'll dry up and come around another time but you've already established that questions can happen and we definitely live in a time where there's better um information like age appropriate throughout all the life stages for your children adolescents yeah. all of that um, yeah scarletteen.com is probably one of the best sites out there oh i'll put that in the show notes as well well so your work is in trauma in addressing trauma and how it relates to our sex lives so how are some ways that trauma does show up our past traumas do show up and affect negatively impact our sex lives? What have you seen in your office? Yeah, I see a lot of um, self-judgment. Um, I see a lot of, uh, and by self-judgment, I mean everything from my body doesn't look right as though there's a right body to have, right? And none of this comes out of nowhere. Like we live in a culture that right, is always telling us there's something profoundly wrong with us. And if you just spend women. some, yes. Mm -hmm. Right, that your bodies are for somebody else, yep. never for yourself. Yep. Um, in one way or the other, whether, whether it's purity culture or um, like kind of hypersexualization of Black women. And there's nothing wrong with loving your body and feeling very sexy and wanting to feel sexy in your body. But if you can't feel it for yourself, if it is for somebody else solely, that's when it gets into problematic territory because you don't then know what you like, who you are, what how your body works. And so again, that's what I see a lot in my office is people who um, are alienated from their own 
sense of pleasure, their own sense of identity about how they work um, and this kind of obsession about being normal. And I'm like, there is no normal. There's like what you like and then finding somebody else who wants to do some of the stuff that you like to do. Right. <laughs> um, but normal, I'm like, why? No. Right, right. Um, so I'll see things, you know, difficulty having orgasms, um, feeling like they have to have sex in a certain way to keep their partner happy, um, not knowing that there can be other ways. Um, and definitely the issues that affect straight women um, tend to be more, like, even more strongly about these cultural messages. Um, whereas, like, queer folk, are struggling with stigma, isolation, um, and of course, even more dangerous things. So I see kind of this range, um, but all of it based around the sense of, um, it's not safe to be in one's body or safe to be with another person. That breaks my heart. It's um, you, you mentioned the orgasm and I was like reading an article about the percentage of women mm-hmm who reach orgasms, who are in a heterosexual relationship versus those who are in queer relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so the, <laughs> those of us who identify as heterosexual are, are really struggling out here. It's really sad um, yeah. in terms of yeah. like actually reaching orgasm. Um, right. This thing we're designed to do. Exactly. But as you were talking, it makes me think about how we absolutely were designed to do it, but because of all the things that we have been taught that have been beaten into us, you know, um, mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. our bodies not being our own, when we get mm-hmm. into the bedroom, we have no idea what we like, um, or right. we're just so focused on our partner that, mm-hmm. yeah, we just right. never get there. Right. And when, and I, I think a lot of um, cis women, there's a, a lot of that chatter that's happening in one's head about how do I look and how do I sound and what is he thinking and and that frontal lobe like chatter like just I call it the the brain weasels woof like your body just can't your body really can't do more than one thing at one time people talk about multitasking whatever and I'm like "Mm, not really a thing we really can only focus on one thing at a time and so learning to relax our bodies, learning to breathe, learning to kind of tune into the sensations um, and then seeing, oh, do I like that sensation? Do I want more of that? Do I not like that sensation or do I want it in a different way? Um, And that also requires partners who want to know. And it can be really painful um, because again, I I think the way that men are socialized, um, particularly cis men are socialized is that they can't, if they're a bad lover, that's horrible. That's, they're pathetic and a loser. Um, and so it doesn't engender a lot of times it's like, oh, it's okay to be exploratory. Right. Um, or they're under threat, you know, if, um, if she wants to use a toy, a vibrator, which is completely normal and important. Um, if she wants to use a, a toy, then that means there's something wrong with him. Right. And I'm always like, I, I use the Batman analogy. I'm like, Batman kicked ass over Gotham City. And what did he have? He had a utility belt. He didn't do that just on his own. He had a utility belt. Did you see that? It's got all these things in there. And if it's good enough for Bruce Wayne, it, I think it can be good enough for you, my guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, be grateful for the help. Like, 
Right. Tag in right. that vibrator. Tag in that like loop. Tag in those like other dildos. Like, come on now. Right, like, right. And and I find that those who are curious, the the men who are the most curious are the best lovers because yes, yes. Like you need curious. to right. Right. They just want to like, how do you work? What what's gonna happen? Like, how do I work? How does <laughs> this? The best lovers really are people who make space for the unexpected mm-hmm. and who stay curious and are paying attention. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be this. Um, what I have seen is kind of trend of there's always there's always trends in sex. Like when way back in the day when the rabbit came, like in the Sex in the City episode. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that was kind of the first kind of seismic shock because I was working at a sex store at the time that episode dropped. I wasn't watching the show, so I didn't know. But suddenly, like, hour, days, every day, tons, dozens of women coming in. Can I get the rabbit? Can I get the rabbit? Can I get the rabbit? I'm like, what is going on? Um, then there was another movie that had the um, the remote control panties. Yes. Yeah, that dropped. Again, dozens of people coming in. And it's... So it's really important. And then G-spotting happened and female ejaculation. And what I want people to know is like, the trends are interesting, but figuring out again, like, is this something you wanna try? And for the for cis men, um, cis straight men, to not be in this rush to, oh, I gotta make her ejaculate. I gotta make her come with this toy. I gotta make her like, no, 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 no. We wanna play. Right, right. You know, I think it's really, um, it speaks to our culture just in general, how we don't make time for leisure. We don't make time for play even. We just put like, even sex, we schedule the sex or we have this time frame for it to happen. And if it doesn't happen in that time, then we failed, quote unquote, right? I think it just speaks to how we operate, the dysfunction of, of how we operate as a culture yeah yeah this kind of mechanical sense around sex as opposed to um yeah this the sense of playfulness and exploration and i do think because um one of the the complaints i get a lot from my my couples um when i'm working with folks and i say you know we it's important to to schedule sex and they're like that takes all the spontaneity out of it that takes like that that'll make it boring and i'm like well, do you schedule other things that are important to you? Yeah. Like, do you wait of, oh, let me spontaneously feed the child. Let me spontaneously pay my taxes. Let me spontaneously look for a place to live. No. Anything that's important to you, you schedule. Yeah. Now what you do and, and what I loved what you said of in that time, anything and everything can happen or nothing can happen, but you've just set aside the time hey, I realize like I'm just in the mood for cuddling or I want to just try this thing or, um, you know, I, I really want to have sex and see where that goes. But you've created that time to play. Yeah. And that's so important. So important. I have a question. What about when there is a mismatch of, I don't know if it's the right term, but libido. So yeah. if one person wants it more frequently than mm-hmm. the other person. Now, have you seen that be like a, a complete like relationship killer? I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's unfortunate mm-hmm. because it is, you know, I'm hungry. Are you hungry right now? No, I know, but 
I could always okay. eat though. <laughs> yeah, but if you're not really, it's like, oh, do we have a problem? Should we like shut off this talk because I'm hungry and you're not? But what if it's like you're hungry like five times a day and I'm just hungry once a day? So all the not, no, 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 does that like wear on you? You know what I mean? I I do see what you're saying, and I sometimes I'm I'm flippant in the sense of I want people to problematize these assumptions that they make. Of if somebody wants to eat or mm -hmm. like they feel mm -hmm. horny um, five times a day and their partner only feels horny once a day, then ideally you two have that enjoyable sexual experience together that one time. Because what's really dangerous is when people are engaging in sex, and a lot of women feel like they have to do this. They're engaging in sex that they don't really want. That it kind of um, they're doing it. I, I call it kind of the the throw bait. You know, just like I'll throw him a little pussy and then he'll be off my trail. Right. You know, and <laughs> that again, how does that then reinforce one's sense of autonomy over one's body? It doesn't. It right. doesn't. Conversely, if we'll take a, a straight couple as an example. Conversely, if the guy, for example, has the higher sex drive, which is not always so, but if he has a higher sex drive. It's important for him to own his own sexual relationship. So if he wants to have um, like a sexual experience, it doesn't need to necessarily involve her every single time. But women some will assume like, well, if we're not having sex together every single time, then that's, um, that's bad. Or if he's watching porn, that's cheating on me. And it's like, no, he's a sexually autonomous being as you are a sexually autonomous being. And which is the other thing I encourage women to have their own sexual relationship with themselves. Yeah. Like yeah. you watch the ethical, and there's so much great ethically made porn out there now more than ever. Yeah. Um, so go have sex with yourself. Go like enjoy yourself. But this co-control of each other's sex lives is is a recipe for, um, for damage, frankly. Yeah. yeah. And I think... And speaking from women who may have had similar experiences to me, like growing up in the church, even masturbation was frowned upon, right? right. Not right. only should you not be having sex with other people, but even with yourself, right? Right. So it right. took me a while to get to the point where I was even comfortable really exploring myself. Yes. Um, yeah. So that might be a That's hurdle for some, for some people as well. For a lot, and I, I say particularly um, like Black women and other kind of um, collectivist cultures, mm -hmm. uh, you see it a lot in um, Latino culture as well, mm -hmm. this kind of don't touch your body. And again, your body is for somebody else, it's not for you. And so a lot of women are like, oh, I'm feeling these feelings, or I shouldn't feel these feelings, don't touch yourself. And um, it's really hard because religion and science, they don't need to be in conflict, but sadly enough, they often are. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just don't believe that we would have these nerve endings and hands that reach all these wonderful places yeah. if they were not designed to give ourselves pleasure yeah. and self-pleasure. I actually use the term self-pleasure instead of masturbation. Masturbation always feels like cogs and wheels and <laughs> just, <laughs> it's, it's the, so sterile, so not sexy. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm just like, I am going to engage in the masturbation. Like it's just, 
boner kill. Like, so <laughs> self-pleasure could be anything. It could be lotioning oneself. It could be giving oneself an exfoliation once a week. Nothing like an exfoliation, right? Where your body is like so baby nice soft. And smooth, right. Oh, and you're like, I just want to, just want right. to myself. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I really, I, um, that that somatic training because that's the thing it's not just cognitive of like it's bad to touch yourself but the somatic training of oh i'm it's bad to feel pleasure yeah that's that's some deep work and it takes gentleness and time um and it does take a commitment to my body is mine it's designed to feel your body is your your skin is your biggest organ and it's designed to feel good and pleasure is not bad. Right. And, and I'm happy you made that distinction of um, self-pleasure. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not just what we typically think of. Because over the pandemic, I realized mm-hmm. that I like touch. Uh-huh. And sometimes he don't want to touch me. And that's okay. He might be out touch for the day. Because we do mm-hmm. have small kids who are clingy, right? <laughs> right. Um, so just like my my bath routine has been like one of my saving graces you know like I love, love to put that. like a nice oil on and just yes just the sensation like of feeling my just touching my skin yes. like with some smell goods like that also is important so I'm happy you said that me too okay. I love that you're doing that like that that ritual of our body is uh, it's alive and if mm-hmm. we don't treat it like it's alive um, it's so easy to become deadened, burnt out, disconnected. Um, and then again, if we're um, if we're kind of treating our body like it's only to be touched when it's during sex, it really sets up this kind of whiplash effect. You know, the body's like, nobody ever touches me. Nobody ever takes care of me. Like, it's just, yeah. I'm just this thing that like eats and poops. And then mm-hmm. suddenly we're supposed to like be all like in our bodies to have a great orgasm. And mm. The body's like... I don't know you. It's like Mariah Carey. I'm like, I don't know her. (laughs) Body's like, "Mm -mm, mm -mm." yeah, that's so so true. Training our bodies to be aware and alive, especially with the stuff that's happening. Yes. Yeah. Being present. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of want to talk about um, hypersexuality. Is that even a thing? Not really. Okay, let's talk about short, it. Short I, answer. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, like it's um, seriously, as a clinician, what um, what do you think effective clinicians, because I'm going to be very real, not all therapists and not all sex therapists are created equal. And it's really important to find a sex therapist or a therapist who sees your strengths, um, is political and politically aware, um, and understands like cultural context and is willing to learn about it. Um, because you got some of these people out here who I think are actively dangerous as clinicians. So I have saw some on, on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Woo, got a woo-saw for a second. Um, Sorry. No, no, it's it's like I, I literally am like scanning the the social atmosphere for like therapists that I want to battle when I see them at conferences. So like <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. I do. Um, so hypersexuality. So taking a step back, what clinicians, what good clinicians are looking for is somebody's ecology and their context. So if somebody is having um, 
a lot of sex with a lot of different people, but is, um, but when I ask them about it, there's this sense of like joyfulness and expansion and a sense of like, oh, I tried this thing and this was really exciting. And I learned this about myself. If there's a sense of fullness and amplification, I'm, I'm, that's that person's like baseline. That's the sense of healthfulness. Conversely, if I have a client who is having a lot of sex with a lot of people and they tend to come into session and they're like, I don't know why I had that sex with that person. I didn't really want to do it. Um, I feel like, you know, I should have, or I feel like numb afterwards. This is telling me that like this expression of their sexuality is causing them distress. That's what I'm looking for. The level of distress, the level of, um, what's called like egocentric or egodystonic, meaning like it feels, the person feels like this is integrated with them or it feels like this thing that's bad that they can't, um, uh, that they keep kind of doing, but it doesn't make them feel good about themselves. Gotcha. So hypersexuality is really, um, there is no, again, there's no normal. There's just yeah. how many times I want to have sex and how many times that happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then conversely, we have this culture that's like, oh, if you don't like a lot of sex, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. If you don't yes, want to have a lot of sex, right, then yep. that's a problem. But if you want to yep. have, quote unquote, too much sex, then that's a problem. Yep. And surprisingly, right, there's money based treatments for each of those. Of course. Capitalism right? for the win. <laughs> for the, and so I'm like, people take that, take that off. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes a question of negotiating with yourself and then any potential partners around how you want to express your sexuality. Yeah. Um, you, you know, as you were saying that, it, no, that was very helpful. It made me think about how my husband helped me to like undo a lot of the things that I like thought mm -hmm. like, because when we first got together, like I believed in, um, essentially I was a slut shamer. Oh my gosh. Mm. The truth. We've all grown. We all, I, oh, I man. look back at my past, yeah. even as a sex educator, sex therapist, things that I've said. So Yeah. And he was just like, what is that? He was just like, she wants to have sex, let her have sex. Like, and he kind of said in not as eloquent way as you just said, but like if she, because she's like, first of all, I don't like that we don't talk about men being sluts. That's number one. And he's like, number two, he's like, if she wants to like fuck. Like, mm -hmm. let her, as long as she feels in control, it's mm -hmm. fine. He's like, I have a problem when I could tell the woman doesn't feel like she's in control, like she's doing it, like, right. as a look at me type of thing, and not right. because she genuinely wants the sex. He's just like, what right. is that? And I was just right. like, Right, huh. that's a whole other thing, yeah. Right. So I was like, huh, you're right. Like he kind of helped you to kind of, like... Very much. That's yes, very, very much. Um, he didn't grow up in the church the way that I did. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he didn't get like a lot of these. For the kind of programming. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Be Well Sis podcast. For more information on anything discussed in this episode, please see the show notes and or visit www.bewellsispodcast.com. Oh, and don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Apple. Until next time, be well, sis.